Hello, hello. Welcome back to the A for Business podcast. It's me, Courtney Shaw. So glad to have you back with me today. I'm going to be talking about 10 great ways to grow your email list this year. Um, This is one of the big, big, big focuses, not only for our Yay for 100K clients, because this is like the ongoing thing that never ends is, you know, getting visibility and growing your audience. And once you have your two-part business model in place, like amplifying it, right? And like growing it and scaling it and all of that. We have a really exciting session on attracting your ideal people to your audience audience and growing your audience exponentially and finding those raving fans uh, with a very special speaker at our Yay for 100K conference coming up in just a couple of weeks, May 31st, June 1st, June 2nd. Um, And that session is with my friend, the incredible, basically famous Vanessa Lau. Um, Vanessa Lau, if you don't know her, you might be living under a rock and that's okay. No shame there. I love living under rocks. Um, But Vanessa has more than 400,000 YouTube subscribers. She started her business just a couple of years ago. Um, I actually met her right after she started her business and she was just getting started working with clients. And I remember telling her, I was like, Vanessa, you are going to explode. Like I'm calling it right now because I could just tell that she had those qualities. She just had the work ethic and she just had the the ambition and the brain for it. And it's been so exciting, not only to be right about that, you know, it's always good to be right, um, but to to watch her succeed. And I had to beg her and she, I'm sure she's glad to be doing the, the conference, but she is a busy lady, okay? So I had to kind of get on my knees and beg her metaphorically and Instagram to be like, please, Vanessa, come speak at our conference. So go grab your ticket because this is... Go follow Vanessa on YouTube. Um, Once you start following her content, you're going to notice, okay, I need to be showing up at that session for the A for 100K conference and get your ticket for the conference. And you can get that actually um, right now, this week. These are your last couple of days until Friday to get your early bird ticket for just $27 and also get our bonus goal setting calculator with your ticket. So I don't want you to miss out on that. That's my rant for today. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking about some great ways 10 great ways to grow your email list this year. Okay, so I get asked about this a lot and I have a lot of thoughts around email list growing and there's a lot of philosophies out there. There's so many strategies. There's so many things you can do. Um, A lot of it is content related. It can be really overwhelming, right? And I think that there's this whole kind of battle out there and fight about like, you know, consistent content and, you know, what kind of content? How do I grow my list? And so people are creating content, but their list isn't growing. And like, you know, it's just, it can be really, um, it can be a lot to mitigate and a lot to figure out. And so as always, the way I approach things, and if you do work with me or if you ever want to work with me and my team, the way we approach things is we like to keep things as simple and easy as possible. We want you to get results. We want you to enjoy the process. Yeah, you're going to have to do some hard work, right? Especially in sort of this phase of your business where you're building that audience. It probably is going to take like a, a little dash of hustle. Not too much. I'm not a huge fan of hustle. It's not my it's not my thing. Um, but it is going to take a little bit to get it going. Um, but I don't want you to feel like you have to be doing all these like 
unique, specific, crazy strategies to grow your list. I just don't think it's necessary and I don't think it's enjoyable. And I I think also the other thing I want to say about list building is list building is just a, a metric, a measurable of our marketing, right? So when we talk about list building, it's really the the accumulated effect of all of our marketing is, okay, the indication that our marketing is working is, is our list growing? Is our audience size growing? And the, the email list being the thing we want to focus on as, um, you know, potential course launchers and course creators. That's the metric we use. And so everybody's a little bit different. Some people like fall into the camp, and this would be more like me, of we're really highly creative and we love coming up with like innovative ideas. And marketing is a great container for that because you don't always want to be channeling your innovative ideas into your products because then you start creating a bunch of products and then your business model is like wackadoodle and (laughs) really hard to manage, really hard to scale, all of that. So I'm all about like have your core offer, what I teach in A400K, your two core offers, your signature service, and then your signature program. And if you just have one right now, or you're just working on the signature service right now, totally fine. Like have that one offer and then channel that creativity into the marketing. Okay. Some people like really don't enjoy content creation and don't enjoy marketing or don't enjoy it in the same way, right? Like maybe you're a little bit more um, introverted. Maybe you like more being behind the scenes. Maybe you're less of like that. You don't want to be that like charismatic face of the business kind of person. <laughs> like I, I love that role. It's like my favorite thing. And I'm just opening a can of forms there. But in that case, I think it's about finding the strategies that resonate with you in the way that resonates with you. So I'm going to give you 10 ideas today. These 10 ideas, these 10 strategies, these 10 uh, ways to grow your email list, are you don't need nor should you implement all of them, uh, but I want you to use them as a starting place for you to go, oh, and then I could do that, or oh, that's how this could fit in for me. So this more than anything else, I guess what I'm trying to say with all of this is that your email list building more than anything else is going to have to really suit how you um, how you function and how you work because uh, it's going to require constant effort and constant energy. And so we want to make sure that, you know, you're not forcing yourself to do a weekly Facebook Live if you absolutely can't stand that when you prefer to create more long-form content or something like that, okay? So here's what I've done in the past, and here's how I grew my list over time, just so that you know a little bit of background for me. And you might already know this, but this will be a great little recap, is I started off just as a blogger, right? And I think that was a way more common way of doing things back in 2011, 2012, when I was getting started online. And I started with having a weekly blog post, all right? And there's that's a great thing still because having your blog on your website can really help with SEO, so not a bad thing. And then I really got attracted towards doing video because I personally love being on camera. I have not only do I not have a problem with it, I love to talk. I love to be on camera. So it really was a great outlet for me. So what I started doing was filming videos to put on my blog and then hosting them on YouTube. But I wasn't really using YouTube as a growth tool. I was just using it as a platform to host my videos so I could embed them on my blog. And then I remember uh, someone reached out to me and was like, congratulations, you have a thousand YouTube subscribers. And I was like, a, th- like a thousand U- YouTube? Like, what are YouTube subscribers? Honestly, I was like, huh? And in that time, I also um, had met 
my friend Sunny Leonard Doozy and was really learning about how she was teaching YouTube as a platform for growth um, for your business. And I did her course and I went all in on YouTube for about a year and grew the subscriber base to about 5,000 subscribers, um, which to this day, still those YouTube videos grow my audience. I haven't uploaded a YouTube video in well over a year at this point, but those videos I have, they still get a lot of traction and are still growing my audience. I just got a little bit burnt out by it, a little exhausted. And again, I don't know if you know this, um, wink, wink, but I have ADHD. So I do like to change things up. So I did YouTube for a while. I did video for a while. And then I was like, you know what? What if we just don't create content for a while? So I had, a, I think about two years there where I was on Instagram and I was like, I was around, right? But I wasn't, I didn't have like a weekly content vehicle. I didn't have uh, that because I just wanted to experiment with like, what happens if I don't? And guess what? everything was fine. Now, everything was fine because I already had an audience and I had already had enough momentum in my business. And I didn't have these like ginormous growth goals that like I needed to hit. So I just kind of let that machine run. And I went back into the playground to kind of see like, what do I feel like doing now? All right. Then I started getting a little bit more into Instagram. I've had sort of seasons where I've really focused on Instagram. And then last year uh, in 2020, I decided really just like product of the pandemic, right, was okay, it's time for me to launch a podcast. I love to talk. This is a great outlet for me. It's way less work than than YouTube. I knew I didn't want to do the editing or anything. So I found our amazing podcast manager, Valerie, at the podcast planners on Instagram, if you want to follow her. She's awesome. And she's also a client of ours now. I convinced her after like forcing her to listen to all my podcast episodes. Now she decided to join our program, which is really fun. Um, so watch out. If you listen to all the podcast episodes, you might end up like Valerie. That's a good thing. And so that's really what I've been doing is really lean Leaning into not the shoulds, not the this is hot right now, not the, you know, that's what this person is doing and I should be doing that too. Of course I feel those things, right? Of course I have those moments. Of course I get dragged into it. But when I when it doesn't work out or I sort of go, oh, I don't like doing this anymore. I'm like, oh, I had this big Instagram strategy and I'm like, oh, about it. I don't beat myself up about it. I just go, okay, what would feel good for me right now? I respect myself a lot and I have a lot of compassion for myself and I don't tell myself I'm being flaky or lazy. And Oh, I have to tell you, the ADHD thing has helped me so much with this because I'm like, ADHD is a superpower. And so, yeah, I'm not going to probably do the same thing forever and ever and ever, but that's part of my genius and part of my superpower, right? So I just try to figure out what works best for me. Now, I want to address a little bit about what I would do if I were just getting started right now. If I was just getting started in 2021 with an online business and I had zero audience, what would I do? Now, there's a number of things I could do. I feel like the first thing I would do is I would pick a platform. I'd pick one that sounded fun to me and I would decide to just kind of like go all in on that platform for a quarter, for a 90-day period, right? And this, by the way, this is exactly what we teach in Yay for 100K. So this is exactly what I would do if I had zero following and I was starting from scratch and had no history of having an online audience at all whatsoever. Let's say I picked Instagram because I probably would pick Instagram right now. And that's not because I'm saying Instagram is the platform. In a lot of ways, I think it is one of the more powerful platforms. Um, But it's also because it's one I enjoy and I have fun playing with. And it also just has so many outlets on it and it can be really overwhelming, but I enjoy it. What I would do is um, I would have a lot of fun just like getting started, just brainstorming a bunch of content to like get started. Now, in Year for 100K, we teach our clients what, what we call the five by five matrix. So it's just a tool for prompting strategic content ideas. But I'd really think about things like, okay, who's my target audience? First of all, who's who am I speaking to? What are some mistakes they're making? What are some misconceptions? 
misconceptions they have when it comes to what I do? What's preventing them from getting results? What are some quick little tips or how to's I could I could give them? And I would start I would get my start getting myself a good little base of content on Instagram, um, and I would create it as if I had thousands of followers already. Okay, I would create it as if that I would do stories, I would do all of that. All right, um, and I wouldn't. Of course, I'd probably add some hashtags and stuff, but it's not really about that. It's not about the nuts and bolts and like what's the specific piece of content I create that's going to attract all these followers. It's about just getting out there and doing it and showing up. Okay, so that's what I would do. Then what I would probably do is I would find some people in my network um, and I would build some relationships with people who I would want to build relationships with um, who maybe serve a similar audience to me. And I would ask them if they wanted to do uh, Instagram live exchanges. So um, I could have them uh, come speak to my audience. They would have me come speak to their audience or we just do a live together on Instagram. In that case, like it goes to both people's audiences. I would do that. So like I would really prioritize that because getting in front of other people's audiences is one of the best ways to build an audience, not just because like it's people, right? Not just because like the people are there and like, okay, these are people in my target audience, but because that person has already built authority and credibility with those people. And so when they give you their stamp of approval, which they do when when you align yourselves together and do a live together, it creates an effect where the people actually, they just go follow you and they just, they just trust you more inherently than if they had found you randomly or sporadically on the platform. Having that like, oh, so-and-so recommended this person immediately just like overcomes a lot of that building of the no like and trust factor that you have to do if they like literally just stumbled upon you from like the explore page or something. Okay. So that's really what I would focus on if I was just getting started. Now, you might be saying, Courtney, how does that lead to my email list? How does that grow my email list? Well, what I would create in the meantime is as I'm sort of like engaging with people in my audience and refining, understanding what the problem is that they have, I would create um, what I am calling, and this is something I'm we're working on right now. This is like a new, new refined strategy that we're working on. Is something I call an irresistible opt-in, okay? Something that's like a really, and I hate all these words I'm about to say, but they're like the best to describe it, like a really sexy, juicy little opt-in that people just can't help but to be like, ooh, give that to me. I want it. Like it's not maybe what they need, but it's what they want. And um, and the opposite of that, which we teach in the 800K is what we call your power opt-in, which is maybe not what they want, but it's what they need. And so we want you to have both of those. But I think in the very, very beginning, maybe having that irresistible opt-in is, is even better. And this could be like for me back in the day, um, one of mine was called 64 Actions you can take to get clients now. And it was literally just a checklist of 64 things you could do to book clients. That went really well. Then we started just like experimenting, running some Facebook ads to that. Like that little opt-in grew our list so much. So that's what I would do. And then on my Instagram, I would regularly in almost every post remind people to go get that opt-in. I'd have a PS everywhere. I would mention it like sort of subtly in every post. I would have a slew of Instagram stories that went up a couple times a week to remind people to get the opt-in. And that's what would start to be building my email list. Okay. So that's just like an idea. Honestly, off the top of my head, if I were getting started, there's other ways you could do that. You don't have to do it that Instagram route. The idea being is like you pick a platform, you 
show up on that platform, you figure out like, what's the best way for me to start getting traction here? And then you create that really irresistible content for people, which often is a lot of how-to content in the beginning. You don't want to stick with the how-to content for too long. um, But in the beginning, getting that traction, it can be really, really useful. Okay. So that's, I just wanted to talk about what I would do if I was getting started. Now, what I want to do is I want to dive into um, these 10 great ways to grow your email list in this year. Okay. I almost said 2020. <laughs> Let's let go of 2020. 2021 to 2022. All right. Number one is what I just mentioned is I would create an irresistible opt-in offer. Okay. So what is something that people would just really want? So if you're a, if you're a graphic designer, people want Canva templates. I'm just going to tell you straight up, they want Canva templates for stuff. Um, if you're a, um, let's say you teach productivity. What if you had like a ultimate, like a little, um, the first thing that came to my mind was like a time tracking worksheet or like something that they can implement immediately or some kind of habit tracker or like what's that sexy little thing that they just keep asking for that you're like, "Mm, that's not like exactly what you need. You need all this stuff, but like they just want that one little thing or like 10 tips to get, maybe it's something like how to cut your work time in half this week, like 10 quick strategies. That would be amazing, right? If you are a, let me think, if you're a photographer, I would love like a little download telling me 10 awesome selfies I can take. Um, to use as content because yes, I want to hire you as a photographer, but I see so many photographers and their opt-ins are about like preparing for a shoot and all of that. And it's like, okay, but the people just finding you, they meet them where they're at. They literally just want photos right now. So if you can help them where they're at right now, they're going to be way more likely to hire you in the future. So what are like 10 selfies I could take with like poses and stuff or like pictures I could take for my, my Instagram content? So I feel like that would be a great one. So I hope that gives you a few ideas and a few different industries and niches about what an irresistible opt-in could be. It can be a a quick little PDF. It could be a Google document. We often do that where like uh, one of them we had was like 25 things you can outsource to your VA uh, and we just have a Google document for that. So that's that's the first thing is create that irresistible offer. All right, and you might have a few of these. You might create a few of these as you go and figure out which ones are resonating the best because they can be really easy to create once you know how to create them. The second awesome way to grow your email list right now is to do live broadcasts. Now, I know a lot of people don't love this, um, I do think they are really powerful. So I would I would at least consider doing live broadcasts because, you know, in Yay400K, we do teach our clients that before you launch your program, that you do these four live broadcasts leading into the launch because it really does warm up your audience a whole lot. So if you can experiment with it a little bit more, I think that would be great. Maybe you can find a way of doing them that works better for you or really examine like what is it that you aren't enjoying about them um, and, and know that like people don't have to show up live. We actually don't promote our lives um, beforehand. We go live, or we, I go live. Um, I do the live broadcast. I have a little sort of outline of what I'm going to talk about. I always have some kind of call to action. So whether it's to download your irresistible opt-in or, uh, you know, come follow you on Instagram or whatever it is, but downloading your irresistible opt-in is a great idea. And you can do a little Facebook live or an Instagram live about that. Um, And then we actually promote those after the fact. So I do mine on Facebook because uh, for us, like it helps us to 
create audiences for Facebook ads. Also, we can have that permanent link that we send people to for that, which you can probably grab on Instagram as well if you use the browser. But those Facebook lives, those Instagram lives, those live streams in general, YouTube lives, whatever it is, whatever your platform of choice is can be really, really powerful. Okay. So I would experiment with doing some regularly, but you can also do exchanges with people. And that's going to be a separate tip I have for you. But the more comfortable you get with this now, the more you are able to kind of do a live exchange with someone else or go live with someone else. And then you benefit from being in front of each other's audiences. Okay. Number three is share constantly in stories. All right. So in stories, you don't have to share like your life as you go through your day. That's not what I'm talking about here. What we do is we have like literally every single day of the week, Monday through Friday, we have a slew of stories. They're graphics from Canva or a graphic designer that go up to promote various things in the business. So we'll have a slew of stories to like one day it'll be to promote an opt-in. The next day it will be um, to share testimonials from our program. The next day it will be to promote our new podcast episode. The next day it will be to promote like people to apply to work with us, right? So this is predetermined. I actually don't have anything to do with this. We have a a marketing assistant who actually like publishes those on Instagram stories every single day. So I don't even have anything to do with it other than making sure like, hey, I want this done (laughs) and delegating it. So you at this point, you might need to do it yourself, but I would still treat it as if it's this just regular task in your business. And then you know that, yes, you're creating content and you're nurturing the audience and you're growing the audience, but the audience is also being prompted to buy from you, to see the power of your work, to get on your email list, all of that. And that can happen more or less on autopilot. Number four is create simple downloads. This is piggybacking off of the irresistible opt-in thing is if you notice, ooh, this could be a really cool download to create for someone. Like for me, it was like, ooh, this like Google Doc of like 25 things to hand over to your VA. Then you can go whip that up, create a landing page for it and promote the crap out of it on your social media. I've done this so many times around, ooh, it'd be like, and again, I'm a creator, right? So I'm like, ooh, it'd be really cool to create this little thing for people. And then people get really excited about it and they get on your email list. So don't be afraid to like create new opt-ins if you have that sort of like intuitive hit of something that would be really exciting. Again, that's a great place to channel your creative energy versus constantly changing up your programs and courses and offerings and things like that. All right. Number five is always put a call to action in every single piece of content you have. All right. So, so many people, we actually have a client right now. We were talking about this because she's creating so much great content, but she's like, but how do I get people to like hire me? And I said, well, that's the easy part is you just need to put call to actions everywhere. You should have a call to action in your bio. You should do these calls to action in your stories, calls to actions in your Instagram posts to hire you every, not, not every single one should have the same exact call to action, but keep it pretty simple. Right. Is like, you know, link in my bio to find out how to work with me or link in my bio to download the, you know, whatever the opt-in is that they want to get access to. So having those calls to action. I also have, if you go to my website at CourtneyShaw.com, you'll notice that like pretty much everywhere you go, there's going to be this like banner on the website that follows you around that is prompting you to download our client capacity and pricing calculator. So we have a pop-up for it. That might not be on right, right this minute because we're promoting the conference, but we have a pop-up for it. We have it on every single podcast and blog post page 
page. It's on the home page. It's everywhere. Okay. It's on the top of the page. It's on the bottom of the page. So we want it on our about page. We want anyone who gets to our website to download that, right? It's very clear when you get to our website, what we want you to do. We want you to take action. So those calls to action need to be everywhere. And I'm even going to add like, not just calls to action in your content, but I'm also talking about your website. It's amazing how many people and again, no judgment, but this has got to get fixed. How many people I go to your website and I cannot for the life of me figure out how to hire you. And it'll be like, there's a page that kind of is like, this is like what my services are. Email me if you're interested. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not a work with you page. So we need to make sure that the calls to actions are very clear, concise, direct, and that you're driving people to that irresistible opt-in or whatever opt-in it is, or directly to come work with you. If I know we're talking about growing your email list um, for this, our purposes, but you can kind of trade those ones in and out. Okay, number six is to make sure you're creating uh, shareable and savable content. There's a lot of throwaway content out there that you can tell people just created a post because they're like, something else to get posted today. And that's actually fine. (laughs) I'm okay with that. I do think, however, that you wanna try like as frequently as you can, maybe once a week, once every couple of weeks, to create a piece of content that is just like mind-blowingly helpful and valuable, like almost to the point where you're like, I shouldn't be giving all this away for free in this one piece of content. So it could be like an Instagram post that has a carousel. And as you swipe, it's like telling you like how to do something very specific. And then in the caption, it's like really laying out for someone how to do something. And I always like one thing I try to do at the beginning of captions for those posts is like, say, you're going to want to save this post. Like you're going to want to reference this later. And posts that people save are also often posts that people share. Um, Sometimes shareable posts posts are actually going to be those more like lighthearted and funny meme kind of graphics. So you can focus on creating stuff like that too. But I think every once in a while, you just want to go in on a post that is like telling someone. So like, I think I had one recently that was like, these are things that you're doing that are not going to help you get clients. And here's a list of things that you can do to get clients. And that was, I said, you're going to want to save this post because I'm telling you literally don't do these things, do these things. Okay. I could have gone even more in depth. You know, I did what I could for that, but that's an example of a post that was really savable. Okay. Number seven is uh, really along those same lines is give an immense amount of value. Okay. Caveat. I am not telling you to give away all of your best content for free, but I'm also not telling you not to do that. I think there's a really fine line there and it does take some practice and it is something I've gotten very masterful at. Even just in this episode, I'm giving you a lot of really valuable content, but I am not giving you everything away for free. Um, But I'm giving you enough that I can say, okay, here's a strategy for a type of post you can do on Instagram. And this is how that fits into what I teach inside of Yay for 100K. So you can see like, oh, if I go into Yay for 100K and work with you, I'm going to get the full strategy there, which is exactly true. We have an entire Instagram course inside of Yay for 100K and how to create all kinds of content for Instagram and an entire strategy for Instagram, all right? So we want you to give really good value for free. And this podcast is such a good example of that. I did not create this podcast to attract millions of listeners. My goal, you'll notice I've never at this point, I probably will at some point because it's wise. I've never like overly promoted the podcast. I've never promoted people to leave me reviews 
reviews or ratings. I don't like I don't harp on that too much. I don't see the podcast as a attraction tool. I see it as a nurturing tool. So for us, like people get attracted to us from like Facebook ads or Instagram or something like that is the first way they'll find us. Maybe the podcast. It's possible. Um, but then they kind of go to the podcast and the podcast is what really deepens that relationship. And I have gotten so many great comments about like, whoa, this podcast is like, so like you, you actually are one of those people you say you're giving value and you do. It's not just like a bunch of random interviews with people. It's like really, really focused in. And that is very important to me. So you can really focus in on giving great value to people, whether it's in your Instagram posts, if you want to have a podcast, a blog, whatever it is, um, your email newsletters, however it is that you create content videos. And I would, I would try to go deep with people and try to really like, they're not going to get your full method and your full system, right? Like I can't do that in a podcast. But what they can get is like a slice of it and try to like versus always having like superficial content. And I'm kind of swiping my hand side to side here as I say this. Um, I want you to go a little bit deeper on one very specific thing every so often. So that would be more like me moving my hand up and down. It's like, let's go deep, not wide always. And that's where we're going to come up with better, more attractive, more high converting pieces of content that are super valuable, but are not giving everything away for free. Okay. All right. Number eight is collaborate with others. I've mentioned this again, all these strategies, they kind of like intermingle and overlap and stuff. So you'll see a lot, which is great. That's good. It's good that they overlap. You don't want a bunch of like random things that don't fit together. Um, but you'll notice I've already mentioned doing like Instagram live exchanges. I love this. I, um, I did this a lot in a season. There was a season, literally a season where I did a bunch of Instagram live exchanges with people. So you can make a list of people you'd love to go live with and pitch them. You can invite people to become live with you. They would love that. Um, I think it's you sort of like have some people you're sort of reaching towards like, oh, that person has like a bigger audience or is a little bit like a stretch for me. And then also invite some people onto your platform that maybe have a smaller audience than you because you never know. Um, you never know where the right audience members are going to come from. And I, I love supporting people at all levels of business. Okay. The other thing here with um, collaborations is you could do mini trainings. So uh, you you could literally, you could take it off of um, Instagram or off of social media and you could actually do like a little mini webinar with someone else and you could make it a pitch-free webinar. You could just say like, hey, I want to do a webinar that's literally just for us to get in front of each other's audiences and provide a lot of value and um, and that's it, right? Um, keep it simple. So it's just as a matter of you going out there and just asking people and and it, you'll, be, you'll be amazed how many people say yes to this. It just it, This is such a great strategy is getting in front of OPA other people's audiences. Number nine, really similar to what I was just saying, but is host a free event. So you could also just do this for your own audience is host a free event. You could host a free webinar, a free workshop, and you could invite, uh, just do lots of promotion on social media, email, et cetera, ask people you know to share it. And what you'll notice and what our clients notice and what I've noticed in my own experience is that when you actually are in a launch, and I know we're not talking about a launch, but even just treating your, your free event, your free workshop as a launch, when you do that, you actually grow your audience a lot because you're creating a hoopla. You're creating a lot of buzz. You're showing up a lot. And so your audience will grow a lot too. So if you want, are kind of just like, if you're kind of looking for those things that you could do to just grow your audience a lot in a short period of time, um, that's not like consistent content and all of that. I say host like a free workshop and promote the crap out of it and get lots of people to show up. All right. Finally, number 10 is be a guest on podcasts. So I've mentioned 
mention a lot, quite a few of my tips today have been about getting in front of other people's audiences. For those of you who don't love doing video, um, you, you might notice that doing a podcast interview is so much easier and so enjoyable. And it's often just feels like you're having a chat with a friend. So I would go through one of the best ways to find podcasts, A, write down podcasts you already listen to that you could pitch. Um, but B is go into the podcast app on your phone and search the topics that like search your topic in there and see, in search episodes and see what episodes come up so you can see what podcasts are actually talking about your topic so that you could pitch those podcasts. Um, what you'll notice is if you even just put out there that you're interested in being on podcasts, people will come and ask you to be on their podcast. So unfortunately, like we don't accept pitches for this podcast. I just handpick guests when I have a topic that we want to talk about and I go out and find that person. I'm, I have like a very weird, chill, laid back way of doing this. Um, I just don't want to be bothered with all the organization and all of that. But for now, we're not accepting pitches, but lots and lots and lots of podcasts do. And my team pitches me to be on podcasts all the time. And once you are on podcasts, then you tend to get invited to be on more podcasts. It's funny how that works. So podcasts are such a great thing to start getting yourself in front of. And if you just Google like tips for getting on podcasts, you'll find lots coming up. Um, my friend Jacqueline Malone works with, is partnered with um, Farnoosh Tarabi, huge podcaster, and they they do lots of content and, and I think even have a program around helping people to, um, well, I think they focus on helping people grow their podcasts, but um, content around like getting yourself on other people's podcasts. So just look into it. Pick a strategy. Pick any one of these strategies. Let me know on Instagram. Like take a screenshot of you listening to this episode or of the episode itself or something. And let me know which one of these tips are you going to follow to grow your email list. And know that at our virtual conference, Vanessa Lau, the queen of audience growth, is going to be talking us to us about how to build an audience of thousands of raising, uh, raving fans. I was going to say raging fans, <laughs> of raving fans. And I look so forward to having her join us there. Tickets are only $27 until Friday. So get your booty in. You do not want to miss this. We're not going to be hosting a, another conference this year. So this is it. Um, this is your chance. This is the accessible way that we invite people to work with us other than our high ticket program. So I really hope to see your adorable face there. And that's all I have for you today. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you love today's content and are ready to finally start making a full-time income from your business this year, make sure to get on the wait list for my program, Yay for Clients over at yayforclients.com. And you'll be notified the next time enrollment is open. Or if you're already booked with clients and you want to learn how you can turn your signature service into a signature program and add 100K of revenue to your bottom line, come apply to my group coaching program, Yay for 100K over at CourtneyShaw.com forward slash apply. Thanks again and have an awesome day.